NHR the podcast with Junior and Pat. Hello, Pat, and hello, NEI Hoops Nation. Uh, welcome back to NHR the podcast. After a two-week hiatus, uh, you know, I know Pat uh, wasn't feeling good two weeks ago, and then uh, I actually went to the, the Big Ten championship game last week, and between travel and uh, trying to hang out with wifey, I figured it was probably good to go ahead and uh, push the podcast to uh, this week. But uh, we're glad to be back, Pat, and uh, what, a, what a two weeks we had. Right, yeah, nothing really big going on, really, huh? Yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, certainly a, a crazy few weeks. Um, I know we'll, we'll get into St. Francis and kind of how things have – chaos has ensued in the Crossroads League and all across America, really, at the NAI level. Yeah, it's just, it's just that time of year. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into the travel situation and things like that. And uh, maybe you want to elaborate on it as a former player. But I think there's just such a unique time of year for players because this is, for many of them, this is about as close to being a pro as, as some of them will get. You know, I know that a lot of the top-level right. players in, in the NEI will – will uh, go overseas and some of them will have, you know, trials with some NBA teams and stuff like that. But, but uh, no matter if you're the, the best player on the team or, you know, you're the 15th best player on the team, uh, this is kind of where you get to be a, live that pro life for a little bit where, uh, you know, there's no classes going on for most people who had finals this week. Yeah. And, uh, you get to, you get to, you know, see how disciplined of a basketball player you really want, you are and how, how much you really love the game because, you know, you're going to be practicing and you're going to be in the dorms or, or in your house or wherever you may live. And uh, you're going to live, sleep and eat basketball for about the next two to three weeks. Um, it's just a great opportunity for kids. I mean, I always enjoy this time, not just uh, as my brief uh, stint as a player, but even as a coach. Um, I feel like, you know, this is you get a lot of growth with your team at this uh-huh. time because the focus is so much on basketball. Um, and, and that's not to take away from the student athlete or, or the classes, but this is just a fun time because you're, you're really going to grow as a team and come closer to the team. Um, and a lot of these teams we're going to talk about are traveling and they get to spend a lot of time with their team uh, out on the road. Yeah. And you nailed it. This is, this was the worst, but the best time of the year because one, yes, it's basketball and it's basketball only for three, four weeks, really our, our school. I don't know if it was unique or not, but they had almost the whole month a month off, basically the middle of December and then classes began in the middle of January. And we had, you know, what, four days off for Christmas. And so, yeah, it was spent every second almost with your teammates and whether it was practice or in the dorms, you were getting together and we were just, you know, together the whole time. And, and truly, I think these are make or break weeks, depending on how your season's going. You can either sulk if your season's not going well or you can kind of right the ship. And so you have a time here to kind of huddle up as a team and figure all that out. Now, I will say, in South Bend, Indiana, we get more snow, I swear, than anybody. Um, so it, it was not easy being on campus because oftentimes there was tons of snow. It was freezing. The dining hall is closed. You can't really drive because there's tons of snow on the ground. So it, it was challenging in that aspect. But fun in that it was just basketball and you really got to focus on that um so yeah i think this is a a big week we didn't do any traveling as a team really over the break so we were just kind of on campus practicing and doing all sorts of stuff um but like you said just a good opportunity for teams to to get together figure it out and then kind of enjoy the time off right away from class and, and hopefully do some make some fun things in or 
you know, getting a little bit of trouble, if you will, and just kind of, yeah, some team bonding. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what a lot of it is, and and uh, whether you're traveling or not. I mean, we do have actually, uh, you know, it's not just non-conference play uh, coming up. We still have uh, some conference, uh, some leagues that are having some conference games, uh, even up to this weekend and and into next week. But uh, you know, it's just that time of year. You kind of said it. You know, where for those fans that are out there, uh, they may not know or, or understand what what the day-to-day operations are. Um, you know, a lot of these players are uh, they don't get to go home. You know, and 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 like you said, you had four days off. You know. I, I think some people may get, you know, a week off and, and it's not very long for most of these kids. You know, I, I would say maybe two weeks for a couple of te- you know, a couple of teams out there or programs out there that maybe don't play a lot of holiday tournaments or stuff, but uh, you know, two weeks at home with your family um, for yeah. some of these kids that haven't seen their family, you know, in, in since the summertime. So, um, you know, it's just one of those times where, where your basketball team becomes your family and uh, you know, it's just that uh, you got to, you take this time of year and, and uh, even from a coaching standpoint, you know, you're trying to plan out meals because like you said, the cafeteria is closed and right. uh, you're trying yeah. to plan out meals and trying to, some teams are, are, you know, have good budgets. Some teams don't. So you're just <laughs> trying to budget out your budget out your meals and figure out what you can and can't do. But, uh, but you, you try to, you know, as a coach, you try to take care of your players as well. And, and uh, um, you know, you, you have that understanding that they haven't been home for a while and, and, uh, you know, you try to make it as much as, as like home and you'll see, you'll probably see some photos coming up of, of uh, a lot of teams at uh, coaches houses or, or whatever maybe, right. uh, uh, or if they're on the road, maybe all in the hotel room or hotel lobby uh, playing games and stuff together. But uh, it's always a unique time of year. And, and like you said, you know, it's a, it, not just team bonding, but you know, it's also for some of these teams and, 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 and I, I alluded to it uh, on social media this week, but uh at the NCAA Division One, Division Two, and Division Three levels, and and uh, now even at the NEI level, you know, uh, we're starting to see a lot of the flu. Uh, we're seeing a lot of the uh, COVID hit back up, uh, and unfortunately, um, it's that time of year, and it's it's starting to to rear its ugly face. Face and the, you know, some for some of these teams, it may just be an opportunity, whether we sick or, or injuries or what, but uh, uh, just to get back healthy. So, um, you know, we wish everybody the safe uh, safe travels or traveling. I want to, I do want to say. Uh, you know, for everybody that was hit for the, for the bad storms uh, this past week, you know, we do keep you in our in our thoughts and prayers. As uh, you know, there's not just because it was it was Kentucky, which is a is a big uh, you know, and there was also in, some in Illinois and things like that. But uh, um, I know we have a lot of audience from those states. But um, you know, just one of those things where you know, Mother Nature you can't plan for, and and unfortunately, it was one of the worst storms uh, we've seen ever of all time. And I just want to keep everybody that was, uh, you know, affected by the storms and our thoughts and prayers and wish you guys the best of luck as you move forward. So um, as we do go forward, though, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it, Pat, about uh, the travel aspect. And uh, we're going to talk to two coaches that are down in Florida. And I feel like that uh, Florida is kind of the hot spot right now. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we see, we're seeing a lot of teams on the schedule that are, are traveling to, to Florida um and maybe it's because like you said you're getting a lot of snow uh, yeah i was gonna there, say yeah. it's like 20 degrees up here uh, who can blame them <laughs> yeah yep but uh yeah we're even seeing some california schools uh, travel out to florida this this week and uh um just kind of one of those things where they you know they get to travel and we're gonna see a lot of good tournaments and uh classics going on and um i'm, I'm eager to see uh we're eager to talk to coach teigman from uh from florida college and and uh Kevin Lubbers, coach Kevin Lubbers, the head coach at uh, Southeastern Florida. Um, they're coming off a big win uh, this past week over uh, number one St. Francis. But uh, uh, just two great coaches. Uh, you know, we'll see where they are with the, the rankings coming out this week. Uh, right now, they're sitting just outside the top twenty-five, and 
uh, two uh, coaches that will look to have big weeks and get uh, some momentum heading into the new year. Coach, uh, I, either one of you can jump in first, but uh, you guys want to kind of talk about your seasons. How about uh, at Florida College? You guys want to start off and uh, just kind of – you guys are uh, off to a fast start. Um, obviously, uh, leaving the South, or leaving the SSAC and coming into uh, the what was the Independent League now as the CAC. Um, you guys are receiving votes for the first time since joining uh, since the one division joined. So, um, you want to kind of talk about your year so far? Yeah, we're you know I guess record wise, you know we're pleased. Um, recently, we've been I feel like in a rut, uh, especially offensively. So. We just had a good practice tonight, so feeling a little bit better about that. But, um, you know, if you'd have told me we'd be where we are before the year, you know, I would I would sign up for it. You know, we lost to a good Tennessee Southern team on a neutral court. And other than that, got a clean sheet. Um, so we're excited about where we are, but it can also change in a hurry. We play Drew McConnell on Tuesday at their place uh, and before the Classic over at Kevin's place. But, um you know, we, we played our first five at home and then um, 10 out of our next 11 from that point. So we're already, I guess, five of those are already done. But, you know, 10 out of the next 11 from those first five are going to be not in our gym. So we're in the middle of that stretch right now. So it's it's never easy playing away from home. We don't all get to play all home games in December like Southeastern. So, <laughs> Well, and, and uh, speaking of Southeastern, Coach, uh, you guys are coming off uh, a big weekend. Uh, it's actually a really great weekend for for your league as well. Um, having uh, number one South uh, St. Francis uh, come down to Florida, um, they lost to Warner uh, the night before you guys, and then on Saturday you guys uh, got a big win in the furnace. You guys want to, or you want to kind of talk about that game and, and your season so far? Yeah, for sure. So shots fired there by Chase. That's good. So we was, I was about to give you a compliment there, Chase, but I'll I'll hold off now. So, but uh, no, Florida College too. I mean, I just I'm gonna add on to what Chase said. He doesn't he doesn't brag enough. He does an incredible job with what he does, and he's also the AD over there. And um, you know, I get the luxury of just coaching, and he's got to do you know two full time jobs at once, and and has an unbelievably good team. Matt Simpson in his backcourt should be an All American candidate, and just you know, great stuff going on there. It's been fun to watch him and, and grow in friendship with him. Um, yeah, I think our league had a really good weekend. Uh, you know, us and Warner knocking off St. Francis. You know, Warner's playing a, cu- a couple guys down right now, too, so should should continue to uh, excel as we move through the year. Um, another win for our league this weekend. Thomas knocked off uh, Faulkner, um, you know, which was another, another good win for our conference. But, yeah, for our team uh, – Doing well, I'd say we've we uh, you know lost to West Virginia Tech, really good team uh, up at the show and just a real kind of a free throw contest and they made a bunch more than we did, so we lost and I guess I got to work on my free throw coaching. But uh, <laughs> and then um, also went over and lost uh, at Weber in conference play and you guys know I mean conference play is difficult in every conference around and you go on the road and. Uh, Weber played a great game and, and they deserve to win. So, you know, other than those two games, I think we've played pretty well. Um, it's good to get a win on Saturday and, and obviously looking ahead to this week, uh, heavy week for us, you know, we got four more games all at home. Um, you know, good opponents coming in. And so should be, should be a good week for us. You guys are deeper than, than just one player. And, and, uh, we, we, we probably try to, highlight one player to, uh, from each of your guys' teams, uh, Matt Simpson, was, which was mentioned, and then uh, Riley Minix, who uh, is back and healthy for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, 
obviously, like I said, you guys are, are, are deeper than just those players, but can you, uh, can you guys just elaborate, uh, just kind of, you know, when you have all Americans, like those two are playing like right now, um, just kind of what they mean. And, and, and right now for our, uh, audience that we have listening to us, um, from a coach's perspective, you know, and, and as scouting reports come out to try to take those guys away um, and, and what it means to those two guys to have those guys that just show up night in and night out like those two do. I'll speak to Riley first um, <laughs> as, a, as an opposing coach. Um, it's a nightmare. Yeah, tell me tell me what you're going to do, Chase, when you guys yeah. play us. I, I know the game plan here. Go ahead. We're, Give going, paper to, out quick. we're going to get scored on. Um, okay. All right. So – no, uh, from my perspective, not coaching him every day, he's a uh, mismatch. I mean, just an absolute nightmare um, mismatch. You know, can shoot it from the four spot, can play the five spot. Um, you know, really good inside, good free throw shooter, good rim protector, great teammate, smart player, um, can handle it good enough, can pass it good enough, great rebounder. Really not a weakness to his game. Um, and, you know, after his freshman year, we played – southeastern our second game last year and so we were their first game so when we when i was scouting them i was watching riley minnick's freshman year highlights of whatever you know buckets on synergy and he was this kind of skinny really good player but kind of skinny guy and then they come into our gym and i see <laughs> he's put on at least 20 pounds and it's like it all went straight to his quads and i'm just like oh man you're in trouble um so anyway he's he's really done a good job of of uh, you know building on his body and just becoming a better player and uh you know got to see him against saint against saint francis the other day and you know had the game winning free throws had a great game 29 points which is kind of normal for him but uh you know kevin gets to coach him every day but he's a nightmare to to prepare against i'll tell you that yeah he's he's uh yeah riley's a uh incredible player and you know he was the only difference well we got a lot of different pieces things like that I mean he would be the first to say it's got you know he needs to play well most nights for us to win but but at the end of the day he's he's a super humble kid and that make that makes him really fun to coach he's got a you know racks up a 4.0 just about every semester and pouring cups of water for guys picking up laundry in the in the locker room after the games you know he's that kind of guy and then on top of it just makes winning play after winning play uh, and leads our team really well. So just a privilege to be able to coach him. And you don't, you don't get kids like that very often. And when you do uh, you just enjoy the ride and he makes me look like a pretty good coach most of the time. So um, I just try to get out of the way. Um, I'm going to give the scouting report on Matt Simpson. Then I guess chase, if that's the way we're going to play this, I like, yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Matt Simpson. I mean, I heard uh, Popovich say about Curry the other day when they were playing, just hope he goes cold long enough. Right. So we can, we can get out of the gym. And I mean, Matt's one of those kids and and he comes down and just, yeah, just incredibly difficult to guard. Cause if you give him an inch, he's going to bang one in on you. And, and, uh, but not just the shooting. I mean, his leadership is incredible. You can just see the way he runs that team. And when they need a bucket, you know, yesterday they were in a, a rock fight of a game and, and they just needed a bucket to, to kind of seal it coming down the stretch. And Matt, sick as a dog, grabs the ball, pushes everybody out of the way, high ball screen right to the rim, finish, made it look easy. And I know he was, he was hurting yesterday, but, um, you know, he's – Super athletic, super smart uh, for his size. You know, he, he, you know, moves well. He's physical and just, you know, I think same, a lot of the same stuff that 
uh, I get the joy and privilege of being around with Riley from a competitive and a, and a human being standpoint. I've heard Chase echo a lot of those same things about Matt. So I, would, I think both of us are really fortunate to have kids like that leading our programs. Yeah, he's um, everything Kevin said is, is accurate and um, I appreciate it. And I'm sure Matt would too. But something else, uh, I think, to be honest, he's probably the best finisher I've ever coached. And um, I've coached a lot of good players, been lucky too. And you know, back at Freed Harbin when I was there, we had a lot of All American type guys that were unbelievable players. And I've just never seen someone finish at the rim with the efficiency and the, just the tough finishes and both hands. And I mean, pound for pound, I think it's tough to find a better score, more efficient score uh, in the country at our level. Um, there's other guys, I'm sure, but um, yeah, he's, he's tough to beat. You know, the shooting ability, like Kevin said, uh, not just off the catch, off the move, off screens, off the dribble. Um, and then he's a great teammate, you know, super hard worker. Um, he's actually led the team in offensive rebounding every year he's been here, three years as a six foot guard. Um, so, I mean, he's just tough as nails and, um, he's actually become a pretty good defender too. Um, you know, really getting better on the ball, uh, really good off the ball, locks into the scouting report, hardly ever makes any mistakes. Um, so yeah, like as Kevin said, just super, super blessed to have him on the team. Two guys that we've, uh, we've highlighted, but if, if you're listening to this and have not, uh, had a shot to, uh, to see either one of those kids play or, or either one of these teams play actually, uh, great week to uh, get a chance to watch them. Um, Pat and I talked a little bit about uh, before you guys uh, hopped on that, you know, Florida is kind of the spot to be at this time of year. We got to, you know, a lot of classics going on all over the, all over the state. I know uh, William Jessup and Indiana Wesleyan are meeting down there. Um, but then you guys, uh, you guys have kind of got together and, and got a nice little group coming in too. I know coach Bloomers, you guys, uh, not to overlook Bruton Parker at all on Monday, uh, but then you turn around and play, uh, well, currently the 13th ranked team in the, in the nation, I, I suspect they'll be top ten by this weekend. But uh, on Tuesday, you'll play Grace, um, and then you got a, a nice little uh, uh, classic this weekend uh, as you go in. And, and I know that uh, uh, Florida College will be uh, joining you guys as well. Um, first off, can you guys kind of talk about how you know something comes out like this, where you guys kind of have an Illinois challenge? I know, um, Coach, you're, you're really familiar. Coach Liberty, you're really familiar, obviously, with Trinity Christian yeah. being a player and coach there. Um, but for those, for those, uh, outside the basketball world, some of the fans that watch or to, that actually listen to, uh, our podcast, can you guys, guys kind of go behind the scenes of, of how a, a classic like this kind of comes about? Um, and, and even the games that you have coming down, um, uh, from, from, you know, Grace and in Indiana and, uh, you had St. Francis from Indiana coming down uh, last weekend, but then this weekend from some of the Illinois schools and then Spring Arbor from Michigan and how these games come about and how a classic like this develops. You got it, Kev. Oh, I got it. All right, good. So, yeah, no, we, uh, you know, Chase and I obviously friends. I, I know for me, selfishly, I, I like playing guys that, you know, non-conference-wise that I, that I enjoy talking with and being around as well. So it's fun to reach out to, you know, old friends and old connections. And, um, you know, as you're setting these things up and, and drum up some scenarios that are fun. But Chase and I are right down the road from each other. So it makes a lot of sense for us to partner up on on classics when we can get teams in. Um, and then, you know, like the one I'm doing Monday, Tuesday, Weber's coming over and playing in that one with us. And so, um, you know, I think about what's going on in our gym this week and some of the caliber of players, you know, the game St. Francis obviously has got some great talent to them with, you know, Cushenberry and Asia and those guys. Um, but then, you know, uh, Tuesday, Frankie Davidson from Grace and, and, um, 
you know, they're big man. I mean, they just, they're loaded. And uh, like you said, that's a top 10 team in the country, no doubt, when the polls come out this week. Um, and Coach Moore, I mean, uh, really good friend of mine. I've been doing this uh, for a while now. Knew him uh, back when I was coaching uh, different schools. We used to go down there and play at Grace. So I've known him from when he was an assistant and everything else. And, um, you know, look at some of these guys like him and Chase, these younger coaches that are just unbelievable at what they do and, and um, getting great players and getting their guys to play together. So I like being around those guys. It helps me stay stay a little younger and also uh, learn a few things from them. And it's fun to be around. But the, the Chicago teams, um, you know, Coach Berkey, I've known him for a long time as well. Um, Jason Hawkins at Trinity, uh, somebody that I was really excited that when he got that job, because I know what kind of person, what kind of coach he is, and he's going to do a good job there. And so, uh, yeah, just reach out to those guys, see if we get a few different looks coming down. You know, in Florida, I think in our league especially, it's really important that we get outside of our league and play some people. And so, um, you know, for us, uh, some of the teams, St. Francis and, and Grace and Olivet, uh, you know, it's great for us to get some exposure to other leagues uh, and also get some other leagues exposure to the Sun Conference. And then for Chase, you know, he can answer for himself, but but on the independent side, I think it's really important for him too to to be able to get some traction against different leagues. Uh, we wanted to play, you know, Kevin asked us to be in the classic. And like he said, it's really easy to just, you know, drive 35 minutes down the road and, and play in a neutral site game. Um, so, you know, it's important for us to, you know, when I'm making a schedule for an independent and we got to schedule 30 games, um, you know, it's important to try and get them close to home and, and then also get some exposure and, and play teams that have been in the top 25 and been in the national tournament. So, I know Olivet fits that uh, fits the bill there. Um, so, you know, we're excited about the challenge, but, um, you know, we'll keep doing these as long as he keeps having us. You know, and it's funny, too, with scheduling, because I think every, you know, I roll ours out there and you got to kind of forecast this stuff. So like right now, you know, Chase and I are working on teams for next year's classics and boy, everybody in America, when they looked at us last year with, you know, we had a bunch of injuries and Max goes down. I'm not sure a lot of people knew what was going on <laughs> internally with that. It wasn't hard for us to get games. And then you combine that back in Florida, you know, it's like, oh, we got to go to the warm weather and beat up on these puppy dogs. That'll be easy, you know? So, but uh, oh, hopefully we're giving them good games and uh, it's really all about the kids having a great experience and getting a chance to go against some of the best in the country and, putting them in environments and giving them chances to thrive. And that's the fun part is watching them go out there and get after it with each other. That's well said. Yeah. They, it's a, uh, I mean, from a fan perspective, it's, it's awesome to watch the talent and, uh, and I'll see the, the great teams that are going to be battling now, but uh, just the, the amount of teams that are coming down and, um, you know, we'll, we'll elaborate on some of the players here, but, uh, you know, just to, just be able to, to watch some great basketball, um, you know, the next couple of weeks where, where the scheduling, uh, where we may not have as many games, uh, but the quality of games kind of, kind of, I think, spikes up here uh, as we get a lot of non-conference action. And uh, like you said, and, and you've kind of uh, elaborated, I know, uh, Coach Tegman, I know it's a little bit tougher for you, uh, you know, being in a, in a new league and, and you guys don't really have a, have a uh, conference schedule per se, but, uh um, so you, you have, do have to go out and schedule, like you said, 30 games. But Coach Louvers, I know uh, you, you elaborate a little bit, but uh, on what it means for, for you guys to schedule a lot of conference. But uh, you want to talk a little bit in deeper about about the uh, Sun Conference. And yeah. uh, we, we talked about about you guys having a good week, uh, you know, with the three wins from Thomas and you guys and, and Warner. But 
the conference, uh, you know, when when you say the teams schedule you guys, and you had some, they had some easy puppy dogs. Uh, you know, the, the the Sun Conference is a lot better than people uh, may anticipate, may may down. And this is a, obviously a great weekend, no matter if you win or lose these games, um, to showcase that talent. But can you just talk about the league as a whole a little bit? Yeah. And, uh, for those that may not know about it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. We well, yeah, have league is uh, nine teams. Um, we have two schools that are in Georgia. Uh, Coastal Georgia and Thomas, and then the remainder of our schools are in Florida, and um, you know a lot of Florida talent on on the rosters, and um, you know a lot of kids, coaches have a great camaraderie with each other, like a lot of conferences, and uh, but man, it's it's extremely competitive night to night, you know, and I've I've been in different parts of the country coaching, and every part has its nuance. Um, you know, if you if you walk into some of our gyms, the level of athleticism and just physical talent is incredible uh, on some of some of the rosters in our league. And so uh, every night is a different challenge, like like most leagues, um, you know, have some really, really good coaches. Definitely. Yeah. Two teams of ours last year, Kaiser and Warner both went out in the national tournament and won first round games, uh, which was really good for our league. Uh, so they've been experienced there. Um, you know, St. Thomas gave Arizona Christian a, a really good game this year. You know, and St. Thomas is one of those teams where, you know, they've lost a couple games by a couple points. I mean, they're a couple buckets away from, from being, you know, almost undefeated, frankly. Uh, so, you know, you got teams sitting there like that. Um, Florida Memorial uh, has a lot of talent as well. Uh, coach Elamine is a great, great person, uh, really fun coach to get to know. If you've never had him on, I'd, I'd encourage you to do that. He's a neat guy. and um, But, you know, they, they're loaded with talent. Um, like I said, Thomas, um, you know, what a tough place to play. Like every conference, you know, you got these gyms where, where you go into it and you just know it's going to be a dogfight no matter what. And uh, Thomas is one of those places where everybody in our league would say the same thing. It's just so difficult to go up there and win. T.J. Ryan's another really, really good young coach that just does an awesome job with his team. Again, they got their big win over Faulkner this weekend. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. Weber International's right down the road from us. Warner's right down the road from us. Uh, and then Ave Maria, who we haven't said much about, but, but uh, Jamin Copeland over there. Man, I keep saying this, but all these young coaches, they just do such such a good job. Yeah. Jamin, Jamin's another guy that's, you know, here's a here's a sleeper for you. Ave Maria this year has been playing so undermanned to start the year. They played almost every one of their games on the road this year. They've only had two home games. They're nine and two. Uh their only two losses are to uh the two guys on the phone right here, uh Chase and I. So um, that's another team now as they start getting healthy they're gonna be they're gonna be really good as the year moves on so uh, just an exciting league we play everybody home and away and um, you know one day you're in Miami and the next day you're in Lakeland not too bad places to be in the middle of January I'm used to you know when Jamie King was hitting 14 threes yeah. I walk out in my uh, my boots and you know winter coat and I'm I'm done with all that so now I walk out and put sunscreen on my bald head and move on the bus so yeah, it's a you mentioned better. coach the level of, of athleticism in your conference. Yeah, you're going to play two teams from the CCAC. Who the CCAC isn't isn't necessarily a conference loaded with tons of athleticism. It, it's a different style of play. Yeah, it is. So how do you 
impose your will. So you average under 70 points a game. And Chase, you can also answer this question. You average, you, you allow under 70 a game, but you score at a high clip. Do you yeah. focus more offensively or do you like to impose your will defensively? Yeah. Good question. I've been talking way too much. Chase, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I used to think of myself as an offensive guy and, um, you know, when I when I got here and I got the head coaching job two years ago, we were kind of known as just a really bad defensive team and our defensive numbers were really poor. Um, so kind of been overdoing it on that side. Uh, I think it has paid dividends. You know, Kevin mentioned our game yesterday earlier, but it's 53 to 51. So it's a lot of um, not a bad offense, but there has to be some good defense in there somewhere. Sure. So, um, you know, we're, we're holding our opponents under 40 percent from the field. And that's a goal of ours. Um, you know, under 70 is certainly good. Um, but today was all about offense because uh, I think our last three games has been our lowest three uh, point totals of the year for us offensively. So, like I said, we're in a little bit of a rut. So it kind of went back to went back to what's natural for me. And we kind of worked on offense for about an hour and a half today. Um, but uh, during the year, I just I always focus so much on our opponents that I feel like naturally um, I feel like when we're watching film. I'm naturally I'm critiquing defense more and focusing on defense more. Uh, you know, defense travels. Um, and again, just kind of because of who I am naturally and sort of what our team's MO was um, when I took over, I feel like I've kind of overemphasized um, the defensive side of the ball, but hopefully we don't, we don't lose our offensive strengths too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd say for us, um, you know, we don't spend a ton of time on the offensive end, even though we score it pretty well right now um but we really just try to focus in on you know what's the other side good at um you know how do they typically like to play and see if we can't take a swing at taking that away and it doesn't always work out the way you draw it up but um you know we try to spend a lot of time on the defensive end of the floor getting our guys prepared mentally and physically uh to be in a position to compete and there's you know there's intangibles that go game to game um, where if you execute your system, you can take away actions, but then there's always things you got to be prepared for. And, and again, I've shown my age, but I remember when I started doing this, we used to put videotapes in envelopes and send them back and forth to each other to be able to get any kind of scouting information. And now, you know, I click a button and I can see every, every one of Alex Gross's post up and, 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 you know, just sit there wide eyed and, you know, it's unbelievable what that kid can do. But, you know, you can just see so many different things now with synergy and communication. So uh, the level of preparation I think that's required to be good defensively has really increased over the last several years. And, um, you know, it's been fun as a coach to really have to grow and learn and stay with the trends to be able to, to take things away. But then, you know, you run up against certain people and teams like, you know, like we're a few this week where I don't care what you try to dial up, they're probably going to score some anyway. So you just try to keep them away from the things they like to do and and doing things that they don't like to do and, and just make it tricky on them. Well, I can't think, uh, thank you guys both enough for, for coming on. I know, uh, like I said, there, there's some great basketball being played uh, all year long down in Florida, but especially this week, um, as many teams from all around the country uh, come out, um, there's a big time tournament uh, that we talked about, a big time classic. Uh, uh, down this weekend in Southeastern. Uh, Southeastern is actually going to host uh, four good games this week. Um, and you're going to see some of the top players in the country. You know, you got the Pennington kid at uh, 
Trinity Christian, and uh, you got, uh, like we mentioned, Frankie Davidson and Grace. Um, then you got Riley Minix and then uh, uh, Matt Simpson, both uh, at Florida College and, and at Southeastern that will be playing this weekend as well. So um, then you don't, can't forget about big Alex Gross, uh, all of it, Nazarene that's coming to town as well. So um, not only are you going to be able to watch some great teams, uh, you got to get to watch some great players, um, some of the NEI's best. Um, so if you get a chance to uh, watch those games, make sure you do. Until uh, next time, we appreciate uh, the coaches coming on and wish you guys the best of what luck this week, Coach. Thanks, guys. Well, I appreciate you. We do appreciate uh, both Coach Tegman and, and Coach Lubert's coming on. Uh, two great young coaches uh, in the NEI. Um, they're going to be uh, uh, having a showcase of talent, like we mentioned, uh, with all the teams coming down to Florida this week. Um, we're looking forward to watching. I, I will catch almost every one of those games probably this week. So I'm um, looking forward to watching them. Um, and, and like we said, uh, Pat, there, there's there's quite a few great games going on in the state of Florida um, as, as a lot of teams are traveling that direction. But we have great team or great games um, all over the country right now, uh, including a couple big-time conference matchups coming up. So uh, give the give the listeners a couple games to, to watch this weekend. This well, I, I think first we did hit on it a little bit there, but Grace at Southeastern early this week is going to be an ultimate showdown. Frankie Davidson probably deserves to have his name sit on this podcast again because he's on an absolute tear. Um, but if you look outside of that, I have Arizona Christian versus Carroll circled as a big time matchup coming up this week yeah that cactus classic out there this weekend uh or this week uh, i'm glad that's back i don't think it, i don't think it, they end up having it last year but uh it's always a fun one where uh a lot of the teams uh kind of in the in the northwest come down uh down to arizona um and you can see a lot of the frontier uh and gsac matches and gsac matchups and there's a few other uh leagues down there as well but uh yeah yeah that that uh that Cactus Classic, uh, and I hope they have a feed up for last for this year because I know a couple years ago there was no feed for it. But if, if we get a feed, we'll make sure that everybody gets to watch that game. But yeah, that, that's a big time game to watch for sure. We have teams going to Florida and Arizona. I'm starting to think I need to rethink uh, my Christmas plans. Your Midwest but... living, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then you mentioned also Indiana Wesleyan versus William Jessup. Um, also going to be another great great game. Um, and then we were just talking about Talladega. Talladega plays Vanguard. Talladega is as good as a defensive team as you're going to find in the country, probably at any level, honestly. Um, they can just absolutely get after teams. So excited to see them, see if they can keep it rolling um, on the defensive end. Yeah, and our uh, our rankings, uh, you know, I, I believe it was uh... – 2015 was the last time that a number one and number two in the country uh, came from the same conference. And that was uh, Pikeville and Georgetown. And we may see that this week. I, we're going to see it. You know, you know, you saw it this morning in our polls, but uh, on Wednesday, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if Carroll holds on to the, the you know, if, if, he, if you take the one team out and slide everybody up, you know, Carroll technically would be two, but it'll be interesting to see if Talladega uh, jumps Carroll and, and uh, becomes the number two, um, William Penn was three. They'll slide down a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, 2015 was the last time. I know at Division One. I'm not sure on the Division Two because the records online uh, don't don't show all that. But uh, the last time it happened in Division One, where the number one, number two were from the same league uh, was Georgetown Pikeville from the Mid-South. Um, and now you're going to have a shot uh, this week uh, where you could very much see two teams from the Southern States Athletic Conference um, and Loyola. Loyola will definitely be number one. Uh, where Talladega slides in will be interesting uh for sure on that one as well um but i'm gonna actually speaking of pikeville uh i think the the, the mid-south actually is one of the team one of the leagues that's actually gonna have some games this week um and on thursday 
Pikeville has to travel to Shawnee State. And now Shawnee State uh, probably won't be in the top 25 this week um, as they continue to slide a little bit. But uh, that's a big matchup because Pikeville's been playing good ball. They're 9-1, already have a win over Georgetown. Uh, but, they're, you know, they've had a, had a lot of games at home. And this is going to be one of their first real true road tests. You know, they got a D2 win on the road. You know, I don't want to take that discredit them from that because that's a big time win too. But, but uh, playing at Shawnee State on Thursday, uh, I'm, I'm eager to see if, if Pikeville can continue their uh, their hot streak and continue going. Uh, Shawnee State's one of those teams, you know, obviously the defending national champs. Um, I'm, I'm interested just to kind of see, you, you know, how that, that pans out and see if they can get themselves right. Because they have a lot of talent on that team, and I, I don't want to count them out yet. Just kind of like South St. Francis, you know, St. Francis may not be right. – uh, inside the top 25, but there's so much talent there. And, uh, y- you know, with, with a 64 team field this year, you're going to see yeah, a lot of them. Exactly. And, and this is, this is going to be the, we can talk a little bit about this if you want to, but, or, or save it for another podcast, but, you know, can you imagine in, in you know, being a two or three seed and I'm, I'm throwing numbers here, but being a two or three seed in the, in the opening round and, and seeing a St. Fra- unranked St. Francis team or unranked uh, Shawnee State right. team. I mean, I don't. I don't think they'll go all year without being ranked. I'm just throwing that out there. The fact that you know those are two teams that with a 64 team field, you expect to, you know they'll still get a bid to go in no matter where they finish. But man, if they're if they end up being a, a middle seed, even if they're a seven or eight seed, you know coming into the tournament, you know that's a those are two really talented programs. I don't think anybody want to see come come tournament times. Yeah. So there's there's another game uh, again. It happens to be out in Florida uh, that I'm very interested in because. The St. Thomas team um, is a lot better than what people think. They're a lot better than the record. Um, and they're starting to get healthy. They're starting to get guys back. Um, and coming down this week uh, is actually uh, on Saturday is a Morningside team that uh, they may actually fall outside the, the top 25, which is a little bit crazy as well. How many teams uh, that started off the year in the top inside the top 10 or top 15 that uh, may not end up being ranked uh, coming into the, into the holiday break. But uh um, I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Uh, two two good coaches, and then we actually have a conference matchup on Saturday as well um, that I, I'm very very interested in. And, and Lewis and Clark State um, has has a very tough trip this weekend to, to College of Idaho, and they're going to uh, play Eastern at Eastern Oregon on Friday. Uh, turn around and play College of Idaho on Saturday. So you got top 25 matchup on on Saturday between those two out west. Um, I, I encourage people. You know, I, I we've talked about it a lot that. Uh, um, some of those West teams out West, you know, go overlooked until the national tournament. But uh, these two teams uh, um, were the only two teams that actually played uh, in the in the Cascade last year uh, in the regular season. Uh, Lois Clark stayed in the uh, beaten uh, College of Idaho in the, in the best of three series to go to the national tournament. Um, and obviously, Lois Clark State uh, ended up going to the national championship game last year. Uh, both again will be uh, top twenty-five in this this year's or this week's rankings. Um, just really looking forward to that game. So, yeah, we gave you plenty of games to uh, watch this week. Again, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, as, as conference – we got just some conference games to watch, um, but as conferences uh, – or as teams start going out of conference as well, we got some big-time uh, non-conference matchups to watch as well this week. Um, as always, going to be a, a really, really fun week of basketball uh, in the NEI world. Until next time, it is Junior Pat signing off.